This is episode 37 for Tuesday, March 1st, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we will be covering Style 2C, International Dark Lager. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Sawyer, and together with Chris, Travis, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Well, welcome back, everyone. How are y'all doing? Hola. <laughs> Como estas? <laughs> eh. Beat you to it. Sober. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, Travis. Hey, guys. Welcome I'm back. back. That was loud. Travis is back. <laughs> that was real loud. Yes, I'm back with a brand new edition oh, of a podcast that we're dishing uh, out. What? Hey. No. Just push a button. It'll... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's what those are there <laughs> for. <laughs> it's a white Trace. person thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> Yes, I'm back. I am uh, extremely tired right now. I've been crazy busy for the past few weeks, and I'm going to continue to be crazy busy for the next two weeks. See, because mm-hmm. um, my impending nuptials are coming up very soon. Ew. Yeah. So <laughs> sounds dirty. Um, but last night, is. yesterday, <laughs> I had nothing it had nothing to do with my wedding. I actually went to a 24-hour movie marathon. Oh, that's right. Oh, that he go? sure did. It was exciting. Got to see all eight Academy nominees uh, basically in a row. So um, yesterday, Saturday morning, woke up at my normal wake-up time, which is not the worst. When you can actually sleep in on one day, but then you wake up, you look at your clock and it's the exact same time you always get up even though you didn't set an alarm mm-hmm. so i woke up at five forty-five on a saturday <laughs> and just kind of poked around the house cleaned up because i had nothing to do couldn't go back to sleep and then went to the movie theater first movie started at ten thirty a.m saturday morning and then i watched movies all the way through the night the last movie started at five ten a.m sunday morning all right and then drove home there was well, my my fiance had her bachelorette party last night too, so there was still like a lot of people. Like all the guest rooms were used, <laughs> so there's a lot of like activity at the house still. So much room for activities. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't like I tried to go to sleep, slept for about an hour, and then woke up, and now I'm past the point of going to take a nap again because that'll ruin my uh, next night's sleep. Mm-hmm. So I just got to suck it up and then stay awake. <laughs> so this might be an exciting podcast. Hopefully more exciting than the last one. Yeah. Last week was kind of... Meh. Yeah. Yeah. The beers were not very exciting. And we didn't have any drops. (laughs) Yeah, that too. That's definitely something we were missing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. It's going to be a good day. 
So, what was your favorite? Oh gosh, what was your favorite movie, Travis? <laughs> I liked. Um, well, there were, there were several I really liked for different reasons. The Martian was very exciting. I like science fiction movies, and mm-hmm. obviously, this one's about space travel and yeah. Mars and all this stuff. And it had lots of uh, had a mix of emotions, some good comedy stuff, and some suspenseful notes. Um, a lot of really geeky science parts too. So, I liked it a lot. Interesting. And there are some other good ones, too. I think The Revenant's probably going to clean up tonight. Hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to watch the uh, watch the broadcast tonight and follow along and see if my predictions are correct. Okay. Nice. Cool. Nice. I haven't seen any of these movies, so... Me neither. Yeah. Oh, hey. Ching, show me a beer. It's in the kegerator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. So, yeah. uh, what are we drinking? Or what were we drinking? I was drinking uh, <laughs> the, was it Dookie Dunkel? <laughs> Dooku Dunkel. Yeah, that's I, what I was drinking. I thought you were paying homage to uh, Green Day's first album. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, Dooku yeah. Dunkel, oh. my Munich Dunkel. It's a pretty good beer. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, really tasty. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. A few changes I want to make for next time, but yeah, not bad. Well, nice. Cool. Well, yeah. we did actually get another iTunes review this past week. See, mm-hmm. and we'll be honest, it was not a positive one, right? And Meh. you know, we get it. And not everyone is going to enjoy our podcast. Not everyone's going to love every little thing we do. But we certainly welcome feedback, whether it's positive or negative, because absolutely, we want to you know improve ourselves and improve the product that we deliver to you week to week. And so, you know, even if there's something that, that you don't necessarily like or if there's something you love, let us know. We we welcome any kind of feedback, any kind of cr- criticism or comments or whatever you have. Or even if you just want to send us a line and, and say that, that we suck and go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, you know, the more reviews on our on our podcast, the better we look. So sort of. Yeah. But I guess if you all if you if everyone sends a you suck and it's gives us one star then maybe that's not the best thing so maybe you could say you suck but then click the five star <laughs> rating and then yeah there won't be a square but you know so we, yeah we, we get it thank you for your um for your one piece of criticism and we will take that in stride and try to fix that yeah that's exactly what they're for yep. w- wouldn't that be a neutral review then five star rating but a you suck comment uh i don't know because it kind of goes both ways neutral <laughs> I just kind of see it. If I was looking at reviews and I saw that, I'd just laugh <laughs> and go to the next one. <laughs> I would really laugh if I if we got a comment that said, you are mediocre and three stars. Just, just <laughs> yeah. you, know, you guys are kind of okay. That's it. <laughs> like, okay, well. Yeah, that'd be pretty there funny. There we go. Well, and thanks to all the listeners for listening. Mm-hmm. Tell all your friends and family about us. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them to listen. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your wife. And tell your husband. You probably shouldn't tell your kids. Don't right. tell your kids. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Uh, Pop's new motorcycle. Oh, jeez. Nobody mentioned that? that. No, we're not talking about that. He got a new motorcycle. Beer. It's really nice. Yep. Time for more beer. <laughs> it's blue. <laughs> We've got an exciting episode planned for today. And even though it might not be the most exciting beer style, we have some neat things planned that are going to make it interesting. I'm scared. Oh, yes. Geez. Actually, we have a world first that's going to happen on this episode. Oh, no. And nobody else knows about it yet, so this is it's true. It's nobody ever excited. does, because <laughs> you're the one that plans this. <laughs> Travis is the well, uh, how did how did Jason put it? The, the wild, wild card. card. 
There you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to do whatever he wants. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. But we were talking about Style 2C International Dark Lager today. And first, I want See. to make it known that just because it says international in this in the style title does not mean that it has to be a foreign-made beer. Mm-hmm. Um, they made this change in the recent uh, iteration of the BJCP guidelines. Originally, this style was called American Dark Lager. And so that would encompass all the, all the, well, I guess adjunct, laden, dark beers mm-hmm. that w- would appeal to a mass market. But, you know, there was the problem of, okay, well, what about beers that are made in Germany that are still in the same style? Or, you know, in Mexico or wherever. Because there's still a lot of a lot of beers made all across the world that would fit in this category, but you know it kind of made it silly to to put it in something called the American Dark Lager when it's made in Canada. Okay, not the same thing. So that was one of the uh, big pushes that they did in changing the guidelines. They wanted to make it more universal, more international, um, because it, they realized that these guidelines are being used by not just people in America but all across the world. Right. So they uh, they made that change, and I'm glad they did. So we will have examples today from both America and um, foreign, foreign and domestic. Yeah, I think the Europe uh, mainly. I don't think we have anything else. Right. We got one from Texas. We do. Well, no, I meant like foreign. Oh, I think, I think they're Europe. They're England. I don't think there's any like South America or. Oh, okay. Mexico or it, it's all Europe. Yeah. But there are a ton of examples. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like everywhere. Like a, a Modelo Dark, or not not Modelo Especial, Modelo Negro. Negro, yeah. That would be one from Mexico. Actually, that one's labeled as a Munich Dunkel. What? Is it really? It's really a Munich no Dunkel. No way. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I, I looked for that one, and I was like, wait, no. <laughs> hmm. I, was, yeah. I was very surprised. Hmm. Well. And uh, Bohemia, I think, is also... Not a international dark logger. I forget what that one's labeled as, but interesting. Yeah, so it, I don't know. Oh. It's 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 kind of a strange label. What you would think it would be would not. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, well, it's not what you think it would be, right? Yeah, um, and I know there's like a few examples of something that, uh, like what was it? Um, Doseki's Amber is a superb example of a vienna lager yes mm-hmm. or something strange like that yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah th- you know just because it says something on the label doesn't necessarily mean it's that style and it's right. also you know bjcp deciding what these things are categorized as. that's true right so it couldn't you know the brewer brewed one thing and bjcp are like oh this is something else so yep. i don't know it it could be a point of um conversation but I think it kind of goes a little bit beyond the purview of today's episode. <laughs> so, um, I mean, what the BJCP has has established this style as it is a dark beer style that is going to appeal to a, a wide market, a mass market. So, you're going to see a lot of the similar characteristics that you would in the uh, like American light lager, things like that, because this beer is also made with adjuncts. It is very light. It is very neutral in both aroma and flavor. You are going to get a little bit of color. Sometimes it comes from the addition of actual dark malts. Sometimes it comes from food coloring. It uh, just depends on what brewery makes it. Um, but as far as overall impression, it's just going to be a darker and somewhat sweeter version of the International Pale Lager with a little more body and flavor. 
but also equally restrained in bitterness. So you're not going to get a whole lot of anything out of both the aroma and the flavor. Um, little to no malt aroma. May have some light corn character, just like the uh, the light lager version of the pale lager. Medium low to no roast. So even though it looks dark, you should not get some real overly roasty notes or burnt notes or anything because those are uh, considered a defect in this style. But you can get some low levels of yeast character like a light apple fruitiness. You would get that in the, in Budweiser also. That's that's okay. Light amount of DMS is not a fault. Light. But the appearance is going to be very different from the light lager. That's where you need the deep amber colors to almost dark brown with bright clarity and ruby highlights. If you hold, it up, hold this up to the light in the window, you're going to get a very brilliant color to it. It's going to be quite nice. <clears throat> Flavor, you can get some low to medium malty sweetness, but you should not get much caramel or roasted malt flavors. Um, maybe hints of coffee, but honestly, you probably shouldn't get much of that. Hot flavor ranges from none to very low levels, so you're also not going to pick up much of that either. But this should be a very light to medium light body with smooth, light creaminess, medium to high carbonation. And so this is, uh, you know, if you compare it to other styles, we're talking about a much less flavor and much less rich than a Munich Dunkel, which we're drinking right now. The Schwarz beer, which we haven't featured yet, but we will very soon, or other dark lagers to compare it to. Frequently, they use adjuncts in this, such as rice or corn to lighten the body, and uh, that's typical of other international lagers also. So this is a very straightforward style. It is easily poundable, should be, with a (laughs) nice touch of color. Oh, right. Cool. Well, Eddie's going to talk about the history (laughs) of this style. Which also should be pretty straightforward. It is very straightforward and pretty short. It's basically just a darker versions of sorry, <clears throat> darker versions of international pale lagers were often created by the same large industrial breweries and are meant to appeal to a broad audience. Often, either a colored or sweetened adaptation of the standard pale industrial lager, or a more broadly accessible and inexpensive version of more traditional lager, uh, dark lagers. So that's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, it's just the lager, but with some color, maybe sometimes a little, little bit sweetness. But yeah, just... I, I think they really made this style just to appeal to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. If you've got your, you know, everyday uh, Bud Coors Miller drinker, and then they roll up to the bar and want to try something different, you know, this is kind of what you'd push their way because there's a lot of similarities, just a slight color difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's um, very approachable. Absolutely. I think there's one specific beer that we're going to have today that is going to be completely different than the others. Okay. The one that you brought, Travis. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be different. And the the it's categorized oddly. You would oh, think it would be yeah. something else. But we'll talk about that when we start drinking it. So I think we're going to get more a more ra- wider range of of flavor profiles than we did last week. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, So too. it should be interesting. Yeah, we need to liven this podcast up. Mm-hmm. Would you like a <laughs> quick fun fact that'll take two seconds? Is it really going to take two seconds? Yeah, actually. Well, <laughs> might might be three, but... Yeah. <clears throat> the world's strongest beer is Brewmeister's Snake Venom, 
While regular beer usually has about 5% ABV, the Scottish Killer has a stomach burning 67.5 ABV. That was terrible. Oh seconds. my wow. god! Wow. <laughs> what in the. Oh my. Thank you. 67%. What was that from? I forgot. Is that the pepper beer? That uh, was Skunked Corona. Oh, oh that's yeah. Right. yeah. From episode three. <laughs> Corona. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So well, if you want to get shmammered, get the snake venom. Sweet. I'd like to try it now. <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I think we're ready to move to the beers. Beer. Let's drink some burr. Beer. All right. Here we are live on location. At the same place. In Chris's backyard. And we are going to do a world first today. We're going to shotgun a beer live on this podcast. Live on recording. Yes, live and recording. Actually, I have never shotgunned a beer, ever. Neither have I. And neither has Sawyer, so this is kind of a first for all of us. How do you do this? I'm a little nervous. I am very nervous. be honest. Because I can't chuck beer. But I figured, you know, this would be a great way to, to liven up the podcast. So, I, here we go. Alright, to research how to do this, Travis? You're supposed to, like, stab the bottom, Right? <laughs> and then it sprays everywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so Sawyer has just sprayed himself, and now Eddie has as well. And. Oh, Chris made a little, a little spurt. Thank you. It's all wet now. Yeah. That's what she said. All right. I pulled over while going home. Oh, I didn't think about where I was poking. Oh yeah, me neither. Oh, Chris didn't poke it in the right place. I did. Ready? All right, let's do it. Cheers. Yeah. Woo! Beautiful. It burns so good. Shirt. Just pull it out. Woo! Me too. Oh my gosh. That is not a good shotgunning beer. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> Gotta get the burp out. Wow. Yep. Thanks for that, Travis. You're welcome. <coughs> I'm gonna be married in less than two weeks. I gotta live a little. There it is. All right, back inside. Let's go. That was fun. <laughs> there on the phone. Well, that was fun. A lot of fun. It's been a while since I did that. I'm all sticky. <laughs> That's what she said. That's a great drop for next week. Thank you very much, Sawyer. You're welcome. <laughs> so in case you're wondering, we were shotgunning Shiner Bach, the original Shiner Bach. And since we can't really, like, taste or smell or really evaluate a beer at all when you're shotgunning it then we saved a couple to feature that one (laughs) for our first one so yes this is actually an international dark lager even though it is made in shiner texas and it is called a bach all of those things are wrong actually (laughs) it is made in shiner so that's right yeah but that's right it is not actually or technically 
a bug. Well, this according would be considered according to the BJCP, it's not a bug. Yes. So that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but anyway, um, man, this is like the beer of choice for a lot of people for a long time, and it's it's actually it's still yeah. I'm, not, I never hesitate to reach for one. Yep. Not only does the BJCP call this an international dark lager, it's listed under their commercial examples mm-hmm. of an international dark lager. Right. So, yeah, I have a feeling that this probably started off, you know, a hundred years ago, whenever they started making it as one style, and then over the ages, and as their brewery got larger, and then they got bought out by uh, Gambrinus, you know, then styles start to change, and it turns into. A completely different style. So maybe at one point this was an actual Bach. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe so. Have we had a Bach episode yet? No. Weizen Bach. Oh, that burp hurt. <laughs> well, we haven't <laughs> We haven't done a regular Bach. Okay. Did we do Doppelbach? We've done Doppelbach. We've done Doppelbach. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's where we got the little cat toy. Yeah, that's right. right. So we've done Doppelbach. We've done Weizen Bach. Mm-hmm. But... I don't even think traditional Bach isn't even is a style recognized no. anymore. And an ice Bach. Ice Bach would be fun. I don't think we can get many examples of it, so it'll be a short episode. We'll have to brew one. We can shotgun that one. Oh. All right, <laughs> can so we shotgun Tim Fitty? Uh, <laughs> sure. You're more than welcome to try yeah. that. Fire. See, now his, his world has been completely opened if, to shotgun. If I bring you each a Tim Fitty, will you shotgun it with me? Yes. No. <laughs> Outside? <laughs> No. Yes. Well, you know, I am having my bachelor party next weekend. Yes. Yes, and and you know what? That's what we'll do. Okay. Oh goodness. We're gonna shotgun a ten fifty at that party, and we're gonna record it, and it'll be on an outtakes episode. I'm sure. <laughs> Actually, we may just record a whole episode that night. We should at like four a.m. and that'll be an outtakes. Last comment, but we should have a shotgunning episode. <laughs> this beer anyway, pours so a very clear. Yep. We're gonna get a we're gonna get Thank a bunch you. of negative comments on just jacking around. <laughs> Did that change pitch? It's a light light orange. No. Uh, Very clear. It's that amber color. Very clear. Yeah, nice. I call that amber. Yeah. yeah crystal oh, okay. clear. Mm-hmm. Brilliant clarity. It's got a nice malt flavor. Uh, it's not just the malt though. There's something else that's kinda odd about it to me. Odd? I hate to say it, but it kind of smells skunky to me in a way. Yeah, I I could see that. You know what I mean? It's just an odd, it's an off aroma. Which is odd to note, as these all came in cans. Right. Right, yeah. So there would be, or there wouldn't be a possibility of... It it does have some kind of slight bitterness to it. Yeah, it definitely does. uh, In the, the aroma, right? Oh, both aroma and flavor. I get a little bitterness in the aroma, but it's it's not a bad one. Uh, I've had a beer that's got that we've had a beer that has that uh, bitterness to it. I just can't think of it right now. Um, but <clears throat> I think what changes it from that beer that I'm thinking about uh, is the maltiness that's in there. It's just a, a little sweet, yeah, good, malty. Not not too sweet. It's not definitely like not like your Munich Dunkel. Yeah, uh, but it's. Yeah, I'm glad we tried yours before we had this because that was a great, you know, side by side comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, does anybody get any adjunct? Corn, rice, whatever. Not really. No. See, I, I don't either. Um, just so we all know, the the expiration date on this is uh, May 28th of this year. Okay. 
So, so it's still within. Yeah, it's still good. I just, you know, I, I thought I'd check for the date just yeah. in case. Yeah. yeah. That definitely did, changed something. Did you, I, I'm guessing you didn't get this at Total Wine as Shiner is pretty readily available. I got it at Specs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I do get a very strong malt character, which the BJCP style guidelines that we just read said there wouldn't be a strong malt character. It could be there, you know, because you're talking about low to medium malty sweetness. I, I get, but in the aroma it says little to no malt aroma, sure, and it smells very malty. Well, I when you as soon as you pour it, yeah, but now right now I'm not getting as much I'm malt. Still, I'm still getting it. I'm getting malt, just not as much as when I first poured. I think the malt is just about as strong as the flavor is. Hmm. We'll compare this to your Munich Dunkel. I mean, I I get a much richer smell and flavor from that from your than from your this. homebrew than I do from this. Yeah. So I would not call this a very malty aroma. It, it's there. It, it's low to medium. I, I would say low. To I, medium. I I would say that this is low. I, I I don't get a whole lot of malt in this one. See, I don't think it's as sweet as a Munich Dunkel, obviously, but I yeah. think the malt character is still very strong. Isn't that the same? No, kind of, sort of. No. I wouldn't say the two things. They're similar, yes. I mean, you, if you have a residual sweetness in a beer from you know either a higher mash or less fermentable sugars or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to get a sweetness in addition to the malt character. I see. But I'm getting the malt flavor without the sweetness. Wow. That's why I'm saying it's a little more on the bitter side. I got you. Okay. 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 I wouldn't go as far as saying astringent. No. No. But, no, no, no. But it is kind of a malt bitterness it's still good. Uh, still my favorite beer, honestly. <laughs> this your go-to? So, it, yeah. If I can't find anything else, I'm definitely grabbing a shiner. Yeah. Unfortunately, my go-to is Kurzlat. <laughs> Unfortunately. I guarantee yes. that the first time I tried this was when I was 21, so I know that it's been at least 10 years drinking this beer. Yeah. And then the first time we had it, we it was like, ugh. You know, and, and the the last time I had it, like I said, they go, I like I said a little while ago, is that this I've had this beer probably about four months ago. You know, I don't drink it very often. The first time you had it was four months ago. No, oh, the last time I had it was okay. four months ago. Okay, yeah, I don't drink those very often either, yeah. because the selection that you get anywhere is so wide now. Yeah, and it's like when I try and find places to go out to eat or whatever, I always choose places with a pretty good selection of beer. Yeah, on tap. it's like. Frado and I went to Torchy's last night, yeah, and they didn't have Shiner on tap. No, they didn't. They had a whole bunch of other things. Carbach, uh, mm. some Martin House. There's like six or eight different ones. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of different things they had, but they didn't have Shiner on tap. They still had Dos Equis, They did. Especially on like tap. The same thing with No Frills. You know, you go to No Frills, and they got tons of stuff on yeah. tap. Yeah. Even even the light stuff, you know, just the Kerr's Light, Bud Light, Miller Light. Yeah. You know. Didn't always used to be that way. Pabst. No. Yeah. <laughs> PBR. I remember going to to drink at a Hasselschwartz bar, and it was like Ziegenbach was the best thing you can get, so that's mm-hmm. what you drank. Mm-hmm. And, and it's still kind of like to pay that. for it. And then yeah, it was Applebee's. Yeah, it's still kind of like that at Chili's. Yeah. You know, and until recently, I went to a Chili's and they had uh, the Dallas Blonde on tap. Really? Yeah. Well, Fridays has been getting better about their beer selection too. I never drank at Fridays, but anyway, we digress. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, I think this certainly fits the overall impression you're looking sure. for. A very yeah. light, approachable yeah. beer that has a little more flavor, a little more body, or, or, and you know, 
character. Th- this yeah, was a at, more character than a, a pale. This was as craft as I could get my dad to go whenever I first started drinking craft beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it, for him it was always Bud Light or Modelo or those Jackies, you know. And then one day I was just like, "Hey, Dad, can you grab that one?" Because I wasn't old enough to buy it myself. So <laughs> I was like, "I want that," and I, I had had it before. And he's like, "Okay." tried it he liked it and for a while that's what he was drinking but he couldn't drink as much of it as he could yeah the other stuff yeah so uh what's your poundability rating my poundability rating <laughs> my shotgun ability rating <laughs> you know i i i think the most difficult part about shotgunning this was when the carbonation builds up and you just got you got like all the bubbles in the back of your throat mm-hmm. yeah it's it's very carbonated Mm-hmm. This one's very carbonated. Yeah, I agree. But it's very smooth, and I, I give this one a easy eight, almost a nine. Hmm. Nine point five for me. Wow. Okay. Oh, seven. I'm gonna say six. I I just you know it, it's tough for me to chug beer anyways, but this one was a little more tough. Yeah. Because of the carbonation. That's a good beer. I like the beer. Yep. All right. Well, anything else? I don't think so. It's a good beer. What's right. next? Shine on. What? Texas. <laughs> beer. Anyway, <laughs> what are we drinking next? I am glad you asked. <laughs> so I've got uh, Heineken's Dark. Uh, this is from Holland. Uh, that's, at least that's what it says on the bottle. Um, <laughs> it's probably made in the U.S., though. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Um, you know. Heineken Dark. <laughs> that's it? That's all you got? Yeah. yeah. All, all right. right. Thank you for joining us on the episode of Brew Styles. We'll next week. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm actually getting a hint of, uh, I don't know, it might just be me. I'm getting a hint of alcohol and the aroma. I just, just barely. Um, Color is a bit darker than the Shinerbach. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'd say little, it's still it's a little redder. Very dark. Amber, reddish, ruby mm. color, super clear. I I still get the skunkiness and the aroma, just a little. It is a Heineken. I, yeah, well, yes, but it's oh, what what color bottle would you call that? Brown, brown. It's a brown bottle. It's a light brown bottle, I would say. Yeah, that's interesting. Kind of, I'm not yeah. smelling a whole lot of skunk. Though. I'm not. I'm getting no. I don't get very much, but I still get a little. You yeah. know, I'm not getting skunk. This but. smells more malty rich than the Shiner. I would yes. say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, this, there's a lot more sweetness mm-hmm. to it. Ooh, that taste though. I get way more maltiness. More grainy. I just smelled my microphone. Man, I am. <laughs> I am losing it. Sorry. Shotgun Shiner. <laughs> you know, I I would. Again. More or less consider this a Munich Dunkel. It's definitely more present in every sense than the Shiner was. Yeah, this definitely tastes it's maltier. It's sweeter. It tastes a lot maltier. And it's got more body. Yeah, based on reading the guidelines, it it would be on the heavy side on everything. They're more, more like guidelines. guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, you owe me a beer, it it is pretty what light body. More like guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It's uh, it's got a light body compared to the Shiner. I felt like the Shiner was a little heavier really? in the body. Yeah, yeah, no, I well, I think that may have been because of the carbonation, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the Shiner had a lot more carbonation. Yeah, I mean, it's still part of the body. I think I, I would think 
Um, but it's yeah. still a dang good beer, you know. It's got the graininess and the maltiness. I'm actually pleasantly surprised by this. Me yeah. too. I like this beer. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh! How long has it been since you said that? Sorry. It's actually been a while. <laughs> because usually Travis plays it for me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It smells good, tastes good. I like this beer. <laughs> Still, um, it's a lot sweeter than mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be. It's actually almost yeah. as, as sweet as your uh, Munich Dunkel. Yeah, and yeah. my mine is on the light side of mm-hmm. a Munich Dunkel. Yeah. That's one of the things I want to change about it next go around is make it heavier and sweeter. You know what this kind of reminds me of? What Hacker Shore Agave oh, Nectar? <laughs> I knew he was going to say. That. <laughs> well, I could have said the Agave from the Sidewinder beer. No. Uh, this reminds me of the agave nectar in the Sidewinder. <laughs> I was not okay. But this anyways, is, but really though, Hacker Shore, seriously. It reminds me of that graininess, you know? Yeah. yeah. Definitely grainy. Yeah. Yes. yeah. This this could be closer maybe to an Oktoberfest than the Munich Dunkel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is good. I would buy this again. Honestly. I would too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm in agreement. This is pleasant, uh, pleasantly surprising because yeah. I was not expecting... Yeah. To really have the kind of flavor profile that <laughs> yeah. we're getting out of a Heineken. Yeah, Eddie, when you texted me and said Heineken, I'm like, oh, yeah, God. that's what I was thinking <laughs> when I sent it to you. When I sent it to you, I was like, man, they're gonna laugh at me. Uh, but it, that's but I'd never had it before, right. so I was like, bring it, bring it on, yeah. Heineken. Good job, <laughs> really. Yeah, your other beer sucks, but I, this one's. Good. I appreciate your beer. <laughs> Anything you put in a green bottle, I don't want it. No, this but if you good, put though. it in this light brown bottle, that's good stuff. Thanks, Sawyer. You're welcome. <laughs> like somebody. <laughs> Travis is left in a trance. I don't know what he's doing. Me neither. Yeah, I was. He's. I was trying to figure out how to shotgun a bottle, but I don't think that's possible. No, don't no. do that. You, that, so, that might you try to stab it. As oh no, no, no! You can. You put a straw in it. What? What? Yeah, put a straw in it. So, it, and then you bend the the top so it, it breathes out of the bottom. I've done it before. <laughs> Oh, you're not you're not drinking out of the straw. No, no, no. You're the not drinking straw. out of the straw. Oh. The straw is like the the uh, what, what are they called? The, the ones you go uh, the snorkel. The snorkel. The snorkel. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well. Hmm. Good job, Eddie. What's your, <laughs> yeah. What's your poundability? This guy. Nine. Eight point five. Just I, I think the shiner was a little poundable, more poundable uh, than this one. It's kind of sweet. I'm gonna go with seven. Yeah, I'm saying lower than Shiner what? because it has a more intense flavor profile. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let me let me ask. Or not I don't, intense, but it's, more present. It's so, so sweet. I would feel sick trying to pound this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, I, I think with it being more sweet, this is easier for me. Oh, I think for me, it's it, it's sweet and it's got, but that's kind of balancing out with the light body. Uh, so that's. Even with that, it was still a little less poundable than the Shiner. To me. Well, just think about the difference between the Oktoberfest and the Fest beer. The Fest beer was lighter and lower on everything, right? Which made it more poundable. Yep, yep. I, you know, honestly, if they put this in a can, this is definitely a beer that I could shotgun. <laughs> Ooh, I'm serious. Is this going to be the uh, the the new thing, shotgun rating. So now we're going to have a poundability rating. My shotgun ability rating. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to have to get drunk again and do that. So we have we have, we have have poundability rating and then a shotgun, yes or no. Well, can you shotgun this beer? Yes. 
<laughs> but I think we could answer that to all. At least Frido could probably answer that to all beers because he's shotgunned a 1050. <laughs> yes, he has. So technically, all oh, beers are shotgunning. Yeah. Well, if it comes in a can. Yeah, right. Right. Or else you have to use like the snorkel trick. Right, right. <laughs> a snorkel? Is that what you said? Did yeah. you miss that whole conversation, Sawyer? I I just I came in on the snorkel part. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> All right, moving on. Okay. What's next? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because Carolina Panthers. What? Anyways, uh, this Huge. is the uh, Baltica number four. Baltica from Russia. It's, it's a really cool, cool bottle. bottle. Jinx, you owe me a beer. It. It's, it's in the kegerator. That's what he was doing. Why didn't you plug it into the... It sounds pretty. Okay, we're good. Thank <laughs> Actually, you. Actually, the tuba player was rocking in that <laughs> Thank you for that. We cannot get sued because the USSR does not exist anymore. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Is that their national anthem? Yes, that was the national anthem of the United Soviet Socialist Republic. <laughs> Lol. Anyway... Is so, this our first Russian beer? I think it so, is. yeah. This is probably the only Russian, I think, brewery that we get here. Hmm. Really? Interesting. Yeah, they have different numbers, but... Yeah, I think they had like six and seven at Total Wine when I picked this one up. Hmm. So, Anyway, so this is Baltica number four, uh, Dark Lager. It's a brown, weird-shaped bottle with a little <laughs> emblem on it. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, and this is a 5.6 uh, alcohol by volume. And uh, it says brewed in Russia. So, yeah. Cool. Let's open it up. Thank you. It's a strange Russian bottle. And and before anyone else says anything, I'm just going to say this. Hacker Shore. Think about Hacker Shore when you drink this beer. I don't remember Hacker Shore anymore. I don't think it's a good idea to talk about Russia and Hacker in the same sentence because we're probably on like some NSA watch list now. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Mm, crap. I did not say that. This this point will be forgotten. <sighs> anyway. That's a really the, nice national anthem, though. It really is. Beer. It was like very victorious. And I love the tuba part. <laughs> this Back one looks to the similar beer. to the Heineken Dark. I'm about, about the same hue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> quack, 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 quack. <laughs> okay, I'm okay now. Anyway, um, I'm getting something very distinct in the aroma. Like maybe a dark... Vasistas. Really? I'm, all I'm getting is malt. Yeah, I only get malt too. Yes, I'm getting some dark fruit, but um, plum. I'm getting butter. But uh oh no! Don't tell me that. Don't rush into your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! We have a pun. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> 
Anybody else? The butter? No, <laughs> not really. The question is, do you get it in the taste? I don't know. I haven't tasted it yet. Taste it. It tastes good. It's very good. It's Hackershore. Mm. I wouldn't call it Hackershore. Oh, I would. Now, I, I poured mine very vigorously, so it maybe that's why there's no carbonation, but does anybody else get a lot of carbonation? I get some I have carbonation decent left carbonation. For you. Maybe I should be more careful when I pour. No, remember episode one, pour vigorously down the center. Yeah, that changes it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's as sweet as the Heineken. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I get, I get a lot more sweetness in the Heineken. I get a little bit more bitterness. Not nearly as much as in the Shiner, but I get a little bit more bitterness. Um, I think it's more rounded than the Heineken, though. It's more balanced. Hmm. Okay. I could see that. This one has a little bit less of like the graininess of the Heineken Dark, but I think it is a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. It maybe isn't as multi-rich, but um, you know, your comment about it being more, more balanced and well-rounded, it does have, you know, it's got a lot of good things you're looking for. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. At the same time, it might be a little over the top for this style, even yeah. though it is listed on the guidelines as a commercial example. You think it's over the top? Before. Really? Which is why I was saying I think the Heineken was sweeter. I don't I don't think this one's as sweet. I think this is way more sweet. I, I think it's a lot sweeter than the Heineken. Which is why I that's why I mentioned Hackershore because Hackershore is pretty sweet. Yeah. Low to medium malty sweetness. Medium low, no caramel or roasted malt. I I, actually I, I would compare it to your uh, Munich Uncle oh, as yeah. far as sweetness. Um they're probably about the same level, but the body is still uh, a thinner body. Hmm. Um, it reminds me of a, a lager with some, just a little bit more malt in it. That gives it just a, a little, a hair bit more body. Hmm. But yeah, that's what I'm tasting. I mean, I've, we've had a lot of beer already. Or <laughs> not a lot, but we've had some beer already. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's a. I would buy this. I like oh, this. Yeah. I'm. I'm shocked. Yeah. Hey, you want to know what's funny though? Is that this bottle was only like a dollar fifty. No way. Yeah. It was like it was How like a dollar fifty two dollars rubles. <laughs> it was really cheap. That's forty rubles. It, it's a pretty big bottle. I mean, it's not your standard twelve ouncer. It's a one pint. So. So if you see this in the store, go ahead and put it in your cart. <laughs> I could see something working in your head. I don't know what it was. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's a good beer. <laughs> it's the kind of joke that makes you sigh, Beeria. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think there's a song about that. <sighs> Beeria. <laughs> That's my next homebrew. It's just going to be called <sighs> Beeria. How do you spell H U H H H H U? You could just put parentheses sigh. <sighs> yeah. And then Beeria. Siberia. It could be like a, a white Russian. Oh. See, there's. Okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> oh, Make like a wheat, a wheat stout. Actually, um, oh, wheat. Wheat. Th- there's a local wheat. a local brewery, what is it? Uh, Texas Ale Project. Hmm? They made something called the Caucasian. I've heard about it. I haven't tried it yet. But apparently it's a white imperial stout. Yeah. It's supposed to be just wild. 
and the uh, the clockwise swirl was also a light stout. I never got to try that beer. Oh yeah, from Martin House. Yeah, I never got to try that. That one. was pretty good. That came seasonal. in the cool glass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got one, one of those glasses. And they had a Randall with uh, hey, cinnamon sticks in it. it you never good. told me. I saw my first Randall at Blue Bonnet last this past year. <laughs> you never told me if they were giving away any more of those glasses. Did you, they you had good? a few. I could not stay. I had a, a beer mashing at home. Dang it! So I was just yeah. in and out real quick. Oh well. Eh. All right. So I, I asked a day later, and they didn't have any more. Boundability rating. Uh. Like this one, man. Eight. I go, yeah, I go up to eight, eight for this one. Baltic I think it's eight. it's more rounded mine. than than the other ones. I, I think it would be easier to pound. Sure, my, I think mine's a ten. I, mine was an, the crap out of it. Mine was an eight, which is half a point uh, less than the Heineken. Uh, this is this felt a little heavier to me on the palate, but hmm. it wasn't heavy. It was just heavier than the Heineken yeah. to me. Yeah. All right. One more beer. What is it? Well, for this one, I'm not even sure if this fits in the guidelines or not. Guidelines. It was labeled as a Euro dark lager, just like the Heineken and the Baltica. Just like European? Uh, Eddie was just a PN. I was just a PN. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is New Belgium 1554. They call it a black lager, and it's definitely the darkest one that we've yeah looked at today and the most so, chocolatey too do they yeah. have 1553 <clears throat> what it's a it's a no. valid question no. i was curious no okay yes really no oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i the, think this one is a schwarz beer yeah i think so too um but it was called the euro dark lager i figured we'd give it a shot it is a lot darker a lot roastier a lot maltier. Yeah. Uh, and chocolatey. I'm going to say that again. And taste yeah. it. I ruby color. Picked it up real quick. Yeah, sure. yeah, the color is great. And I think the color fits within the guideline. It's very Ooh. dark, ruby ruby uh, highlights. As far as the aroma, uh, as inexperienced as I am at judging things and comparing them, I would go with like a porter. I don't even say Well, it's a, it's a... I think Travis is right. I think this is a Swartz beer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this is a pretty good beer. Um, I do get the chocolate that you're talking about, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely there. And it, it did mention in the the uh, guidelines something about chocolate. It just, but it, it wasn't a, a big thing. Yeah, like they were yeah. they were wanting just a touch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. So in the flavor, you can get well medium low to no caramel and or roasted malt flavors. Parentheses and may include hints of coffee, molasses, or cocoa. And and this is well, more than just a hint. Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't go as far as saying porter, maybe, but just from the aroma. Yeah, I, I don't know. How, mm. You know, oh, I like this. I'm gonna taste this. It's really good. I probably not a Euro dark lager. It's a lot heavier body. Too. International dark lager. Well, your European is uh, international. Oh, it's oh, not in okay. America. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, America. <laughs> But Heck as far yeah. as the guidelines that we're talking about, it, I don't yeah. think it fits. No. Right? No, I don't. I don't think so either. It's good beer, though. Yeah, yeah it's a great yeah, this beer. Is good. Yeah. Good job. Who is this? New Belgium. New Belgium. New Belgium. Good job, New Belgium. <coughs> New Holland. <laughs> what about Newcastle <laughs> and Old Castle? No. Oh man, I, it was. I did find it difficult to um, locate is international it? dark loggers. I 
I walked around for a while. See, I didn't see the Baltica, so I'm surprised. It... You know who found the Baltica? Who? My dad. Really? Huh. Yeah. Um, he went. We went to Golfsmith, and then we went to Total Wine right after. Uh-huh. And uh, we he he's never been into Total Wine, so I took him in there. And I was like, like this "Well, is awesome." <laughs> I got on the BJCP list, and you know, I was looking at the what BJCP. all beers we could get, and mm-hmm. I saw the Baltica number four. I was like, "Okay, I'm looking for Baltica number four. He's like, "Okay." So we're walking down the aisle, and I walk up and down the aisle like four or five times, not finding it. And within five minutes, he's like, oh, hey, look, there it is. I'm like, dang it, Dad. So They reorganized some stuff, too. They moved the Texas beers back to that back aisle. I wish they would label each column of the, the shelving at, yeah. you know, by their style. Yeah, That'd make life a lot easier. Well, they do on the, the singles aisle. Yeah. Where? I have not seen it. They're yeah. little tags... On the shelves, really? Yeah, I guess I just haven't been paying attention. Because yeah, because I I was looking in the loggers and I didn't. This is the only one that I saw, and I'm like, eh, it's not really, the, but it's close. Yeah, so, whenever I yeah. honestly, what I do, I'll go to Google, type in whatever our, our yeah. No, I did that is. too, and this one I came to, up on that list. I go to images, so I know what it looks like. Then I just start looking for that beer, or you could just look it up on Wikipedia. We'll see when I when I looked up International Dark Lager, this one was on the list. Not the BJCP list. Oh, okay. But uh, it was on the same list as, you know, the Baltica and the Shiner and um, yeah. the Session. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was looking I for looked, that one. I first. looked for that one. I couldn't Session find it. Black. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one, too. I, I found the Baltica on the BJCP uh, app. Right. Yeah. Out of the uh, commercial examples they've listed, I've had all of them but one. Baltica 4 I've had. Dixie Black and Voodoo I've had. St. Pauli Girl Dark is the one I was looking for. Yes, They had the regular St. Pauli Girl, but not the dark one. San Miguel Dark I've had. Session Black Lager I've had. Shiner Bach I've had. I've never heard of Devil's Backbone Old Virginia Dark, though. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one either. Seriously. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we get those, you might have to... Some of those might have been relegated to the lesser beer outlets than... Someplace like Total Wine Respects. Yeah. Know. I don't know. It w- Times are changing. I that that whole conversation time. was just to say, it was hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think know. we're getting into these styles now that it's like, well, it might yeah. be this, it might be this. Yeah. But, I mean, coming back to this beer, it's got a good flavor. It's yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great beer. beer. It, it's, it's a, a fantastic beer. beer. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I will say in general, though, that this style this week is way better than last week. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. You know? So I, I think we're doing way better this week with this beer. Mm. Yeah. I like this beer. Good stuff. Let's bring the 1554 back for the Schwartz beer episode. Okay. I agree. Okay. These were the last two bottles. Damn. Hopefully they get more. <laughs> oh, snap. Well. Okay. Let's try to get it back for the Schwartz beer. Yeah. Well, we can. I, I've seen this one around. I'm sure we could get it at Specs or you know okay. somewhere else. Okay. But. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, either way, this as far as poundability, I give it a six. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you. Pretty um, big and heavy and dark. And yeah, I would say six and a half or seven. I'll okay. go with six and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. Oh, he's getting them. I thought there might be another surprise. Well, I so. thought so, too, but then now he's looking at the brewing books. I was looking for the clone brew recipe. Oh, I don't have the clone brews book. Oh, because we do not have a recipe for this one, but I think in the clone brews book there is. 
Well, if you're looking for a recipe similar to this, <laughs> well, look in the clones brew. <laughs> and that's the whole reason that the one guy that posted the negative comment listens to our podcast for the <laughs> for recipe. The homebrew recipe. So we need to give a recipe for him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got the uh, the modern homebrew recipes book here by Gordon Strong, and um, he has a recipe for. He calls it uh, American dark lager. But then underneath that it says new BJCP style international dark lager. So, okay. um, uses you know start out with two row, um, then Euro Pilsner malt. He used Digmans in his in his recipe. Flaked corn, flaked rice, uh, Carafa two. So it does have adjuncts. Okay. Cara forty five, and one ounce of Vanguard. And then he actually used a German Bach yeast. Okay. German Bach? Like, as in, like, B-A-C-H? No. Dang. B-O-C-K. Bach yeast. Well, and he actually goes into um, details on in his recipes. I don't think we've used this book before on the on the podcast, but um, he has a water treatment section. So if you're oh, wow. interested in, in how to treat your water to get the, the correct profile, uh, like, for instance, this one, he says... Uh, RO water, so reverse osmosis, uh, treated with phosphoric acid and calcium chloride. So you can get you know pretty specific on your on your water profile here too. Cool. Uh, he also says for this style a mash rest of 147 for 60 minutes, so you get your fermentables that way, and then 168 for 15 minutes. I guess that'd be your mash out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gordon's then, a big proponent of. Doing a build-up for me water profile. Like yeah. He wants you to like RO it so you get it to basically distilled and then add whatever oh. you know, uh, minerals and, and calcium or whatever else you need to, uh, sulfates, to get it to the correct water profile for whatever region you're mm-hmm. looking for. Because that's what he likes to do. Break it down to nothing and then build it back up. Right. Got it. That's pretty cool. Um, and then he consistency. says use a 90-minute boil. And then, obviously, since it's lager fermentation around 50 degrees Fahrenheit, and then lager at around 34 degrees Fahrenheit. It doesn't say for how long, though. But he does say don't rush the lagering. It makes a big difference with this yeast. Okay. So, with lagering in general makes them, you know, you want to make sure you, you do that for a, a good amount of time. Right. So, there you go. Well, There's a lot more... Um, malts in there than I thought there would be. Would you like a quick fun fact that'll take two seconds? Will it take two seconds? I don't know. Probably not. Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one was 10 seconds. This is true. Amsterdam pays alcoholics and beer for cleaning the city streets. Local alcoholics get 10 euros, half a packet of rolling tobacco, and five beers as payment by government-funded organizations. Wow. Why are they paying the alcoholics and beer? So they'll clean the streets. So you got clean streets. Yeah. It doesn't look like Dallas Fort Worth. It's a job. Or you could just go buy beer. But they're alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm an alcoholic. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody have anything else to say about International Dark Lager? They're, they're great. This is a good a good beer to, to mm, jump off of for from uh, the light lager. Your, your yeah. Lager. Regular yeah. light lagers. It's good. Yeah. yeah, I I was Gateway pleasantly beer. surprised by 
the Heineken especially. Yeah, if you're still sticking to course, uh, venture out to this. <laughs> and actually, uh, that wasn't light lager. That was American lager, like regular lager. Yeah, yeah. The Super Bowl yeah. episode. That was yeah. actually Pale. the last time I was on here. It's almost oh, yeah. a month ago. Pale lager. It's weird. Yeah. Wow. I feel so disconnected. I don't even know you guys anymore. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Get out of my house. What are you handing me? Oh. <laughs> so, n- nothing else? No other comments? I'm good. No? No. Here. Yeah, we're good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was the International Dark Lager. Join us next week when we prove, without a doubt, that our Schwartz is as big as yours. Schwartz beers next. Cheers until then. Okay, bye.